Coming up tonight on the Ringside Report. Scott Hall passes away after suffering multiple heart attacks. Big E uh, suffers a broken neck on SmackDown. More names rumoured for the WWE Hall of Fame. Diamond Dallas Page adds Buff Bagwell to the list of wrestlers he's helped. Page Van Zandt signs with AEW and is set to be trained by Gangrel. New unified WWE title revealed. Eric Bischoff has his latest bullshit take as he claims WWE storytelling is better than AEW's. We'll tell you that, unbiased. (laughs) Warner Media against AEW signing the Briscoes. And Cody Rhodes, WWE return, may be a WrestleMania surprise, or it may not. Who knows? And Anthony, when's all that coming up? It's all coming up right fucking now. Yes, it is. So unfortunately, we have the very somber topic to kick things off um, this week. So, ah, what a what a terrible uh, piece of news this is. So, um, as we mentioned, I'm not sure if it was last week or the week before um, on the news. Uh, Scott Hall, we know, had a fall and ended up breaking his hip. Um, so he was hospitalised and PW Torch broke some rather unexpected news um, earlier in the week that Scott was actually on life support um, as he some complications from his hip surgery led to a clot, um, which subsequently ended up uh, resulting in three heart attacks um, as a result of that. So absolutely horrific of course um so i think that kind of stunned the wrestling world um because obviously we knew he'd broken his hip but we just never expected something you know to go so wrong um so obviously he was you know kevin nash uh put a post out to reveal that um you know he was on life support and effectively when scott's family arrived in georgia where you know was the hospital where he was at that they would actually be discontinuing that that life support, and unfortunately, a few hours after, um, you know, the life support was turned off, um, he he passed away, unfortunately, and just an absolute shame. I think you know, I've got so many memories of of Scott growing up. Obviously, you know, started watching nineteen ninety two, so saw obviously Razor, um, and obviously I'm a huge Mister Perfect fan. It's it's such a silly memory because it's not even necessarily. Um, totally about Razor. I know he's done fantastic stuff, in, you know, in other matches and things. But something that always stuck out with me is I remember Mr. Perfect's return match where he kind of teamed up with um, Randy Savage to take on Ric Flair and Razor. Um, and yeah, I I must have watched that match a, a million times. So such a Mr. Perfect mark, and I just remember thinking, God, he's he's so good, Razor. I hope he he wins a world title one day. And unfortunately, that wasn't to be the case. But obviously. He did go on to be an absolute trailblazer in the business. Obviously, found a member of the NWO, um, and yeah, we know he had a, a couple of dark times in his life. And obviously, we've had DDP on the show, and you know, you can see the his, his documentary and um, and stuff as well, where you, you know you get to see a bit about Scott in there. But DDP really helped Scott turn his life around, and he was you know by all accounts back to 
his best self and was just loving life and everyone was loving him being around and just such a shame in terms of how ultimately he ended up going out. So, yeah, just... Yeah. So. I mean, like, you're totally right. It is, it's an absolute um, shame and a total loss to, to the industry. And I think, like... I was going to say, no matter what age of wrestling fan you've, you've always got sort of memories. But you know, one thing I I want to do down the line, Carl, I think we we both talked about doing it is uh, is sort of covering the career of Scott Hall because I think a lot of the younger fans probably don't appreciate the impact he had on the business, and it can you can kind of do that, you know what I mean? Because everyone talks about the NWO as a whole, but like you know, the outside has essentially changed the landscape of wrestling. You know, had we not have had that, we wouldn't have had half the changes we had. With uh, we wouldn't have had the same fight between WCW and WWE and so on like that. So um, he's got such a story career, and um, the only thing I will say, and you know, I don't want to talk sort of too much or even potentially come across as any in any way insensitive about his his passing. But um, I've seen it said a couple of times now that uh, it's so good that, like as, as tragic as his death is, it's so good that he was able to sort of beat his demons mm-hmm. and go out in this way you know what I mean as much as like yeah. it's sad that he's had to like so like had to suffer so early but you know um, I, I don't know it's almost kind of a nice way of, of it being put across if you know what I mean that he yeah. he sort of got to the other side of, of those demons really which is uh, that's it I, th- I, I think that's what, what makes it the biggest kick in the teeth of all really because I think there was you know there was a time years ago where many of us felt like he wasn't really long for this world and to, for him to, to beat them demons and to turn his life around and to be, you know, seemingly just absolutely, you know, looking in such great shape and, and stuff. It's just yeah. an absolute tragedy. So, yeah, I think I mean, obviously... The only other takeaway I want to sort of mention on it really is, I mean, obviously we're just fans and we can say how we feel about it, but um, for I just encourage anyone listening, if they haven't already, just to look at some of the, some of the messages and some of the things that have been put out there by... His, um, for lack of a better term, his colleagues, fellow wrestlers, uh, the likes of Bret Hart, um, he put a really, uh, really moving sort of words out there. And obviously, Kevin Nash, who is one of his closest friends, um, I just, just I don't know, I just have a look on on some of the messages they put out because you can really see just how sort of loved he was in the industry, really. And yeah, it's just nice to see, you know. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, just massive, obviously, condolences from from us to to Scott's friends and family and. Yeah, we lost. We lost a good one, and unfortunately, um, yeah, it's uh, lose, losing too many. Um, so it's a very big shame. Indeed. But yeah, we'll move on best best we can. Um, yeah, I mean, sadly, the um, the next bit of news is um, it, it's it's not a great topic, but we'll take the positives where we can. So um, this is, uh, and it, a lot of people will be aware of it by now. But um, Biggie quite recently uh, on SmackDown suffered uh what ended up being a broken neck um so where the uh, uh, particular spots you'll be able to see it on smackdown if you haven't already um with rich holland with a belly-to-belly suplex in which biggie clearly lands on his head and unfortunately ended up being rushed to hospital so it turns out he uh he's actually fractured his c1 and c6 uh, vertebrae um and it's a good news story in the sense of like they were fractured but they weren't displaced, which is an incredibly good thing. Um, so there's no damage to his spinal cord, there's no ligament damage, and no surgery required. So that those are the massive positives. Um, that being said, Big E is going to be out for some time healing. 
Um, and I, again, I'll mention it just because it's been a point of talk, but we can only be optimistic and, and look at it and, uh, and just sort of, you know, wait for the guys come back. But um, the, the C1 in particular is um, a very bad one to fracture. So, um, you know, he can't sort of rush it, I suppose. Um, so they, they refer to the C1 quite often as, um, was it the Atlas? Uh, this particular verse, but I'm no doctor, by the way, so I'm just going to, like... Not not rant too much about it, but um, obviously this it, it's responsible. The C one and C two are responsible for a lot of the support of the the head, um, and responsible for fair bit of movement as well. So that it, it's quite a bad one to fracture. But um, obviously, as he as he rightly said in in the information he put out, you know, it, everything nothing's displaced. There's no ligament damage, etc. So it seems while it's it's bad news, it seems very positive in the sense of like. The recovery will just be for him to support his neck and and to heal up and to not rush back. You know what I mean? It's a very yeah. very serious. He's been very very lucky, but it's a very serious injury, so he needs to to rest up. So sadly, we won't have big ear on our screens for a little while. But you know, it's what the big guy's going to do. He's going to rest up and uh, and sort of heal up, really. Yeah, definitely. Um, no, ma- you know, massive shame. Um, it's obviously it's horrible when when anything like this happens. Um, just. A freak accident. I know, obviously, Ridge Holland um, was very obviously apologetic backstage, and um, you know, it's never nice to whether you're the person you know who is on the worst end of it or the person who feels responsible or whatever. But you know, I think um, yeah, just wishing obviously him a really speedy recovery, and, and you know, hopefully he gets back to back to his best. Obviously, just recently won the WWE Championship, so um, you know, let's see whether. When he does return, um, whether he can kind of build on that a little bit more, but yeah, terrible, terrible news right before Mania as well. It's um, just, just awful. I know. I am gutted for him missing out on Mania, to be honest, bro. Yeah. Um, there's still plenty of time for that. <clears throat> plenty of time. I'm sure he can uh, could be main event in the next one. Fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. Um. So the next piece of news um is all around the Hall of Fame. So we heard earlier this week that uh, Queen Charmel has been announced as the third inductee um, after, obviously, The Undertaker and Vader. Um, but there's been some quite interesting names, Anthony, floating around um, for the other inductees this year. Now, one name rumoured, which I think we've mentioned before, is Psycho Sid, who obviously would definitely be deserving of his place, I think, in last week's uh, Fact of the Week. Um, he's got a mad stat where he's only ever been at two WrestleManias, uh, but both times have been in the main event. So, crazy. Um, you know, just a, such a random stat, that is. But, obviously, he was a really big deal when he was in WWE. Uh, so, you know, I think it, it'd be right. Uh, you know, definitely a rightful place in the Hall of Fame. Um, but mm-hmm. the big surprise in name... Um, and particularly one of them is uh, the Steiner brothers. So obviously Rick Steiner and Scott Steiner. But if you remember, not too long ago, Scott Steiner was not on you know good terms at all with WWE. There was even a point in time, I think we covered a story where wasn't Scott Steiner on like the do not enter list? Like they had a picture of his face on a piece yeah, of yeah. Um, paper and everything. Like he was really um, not in their good books, but. The rumors to be, uh, you know, to be believed, the are making quite a big push to try and get the Steiner brothers in the Hall of Fame this year. Now, I think the Steiner family are going to be 
in attendance with obviously uh, Bron Breaker has got a match at uh, Stand and Deliver. Um, so they're definitely going to be around, but I, I believe that it's actually Scott who is kind of the one being quite hesitant on going in. So it might be that they still go ahead with this and only decide to induct Rick Steiner, um, which right. I wouldn't be a big fan of. To be, I mean... Well, in all due respect to Rick, Scott's the... Uh... The yeah, Scott was Scott, way, Scott was the kind of the, the breakout star, wasn't he? Like, I don't want to yeah. be like a Sean and Gennetti, uh you know, situation kind of thing here, but essentially Scott went out and did his own thing and became a main event star and things like that. Whereas Rick Steiner didn't really do a whole lot as a singles competitor, so they absolutely deserve to be in as a tag team, you know, multiple oh, yeah, yeah. time tag team champions. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think it'd be good for them to go in together, but. You know, let's let let's see what happens with that. But um, another another interesting one is I don't know whether you remember this. So Batista was actually right. announced as part of the twenty twenty uh, Hall of Fame class, but obviously it was when they had to postpone uh, that year because of COVID and stuff like that. So they ended up doing it the following year. So Batista ultimately kind of turned it down and said, you know, um, I'd I'd love to be inducted at a future um, event or whatever. But the news is that they're not planning to do it this year. So, obviously, he should have gone in 2020. We're now in 2022, and he's still not going to be going they're gonna, in. They're going to wait for Hollywood. That, that makes is, sense. That seems to be, like, my, my thinking on it. So, obviously, you know, Drax or whatever the hell uh, he's done. There's other things he's been in as well. My Spy, stuff like that. So, <laughs> There's other things he's done. Other things. Um, so. <laughs> So obviously Hollywood would probably make the most sense, but yeah, interesting. Um, and I'm quite surprised at how late they've left it to announce, like the the full class. To be fair, like we've literally only got three names. So um, normally they have a, like what six or seven, something like that. So I one thing I'll never get my head around is how they go about their decision making with Hall of Fames. Yeah, I'm like sure. this is no disrespect to Batista, but I just don't get how Batista goes in before. Other people, like in theory, had it have panned out, but he still would have been a Hall of Famer before on the Undertaker. Mm. This is like, true. Why does that make sense? Yeah, I or think it's like um... Tory Wilson, and again, no offense, Tory Wilson and the Bellas are already Hall of Famers, and Mickey James isn't. It, mm. I, I, I just don't understand the decision process. I never will. Yeah, I think arbitrarily people. It kind of so. I think there's there's something to do with obviously whether or not you're you're still active anymore and things like that. So obviously. You're more likely to go in once you're kind of retired, for example. Um, <laughs> Mickey stuff. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but so I think there's that aspect of it as well. But I think it's also it's like trying to have a, a, a well-rounded class. Obviously, if it's um, you know you're, you're putting in the top guys all the time, by the time you get to like down the line, you it would feel like you're <laughs> cl- clutching the straws. You know what I mean? So it's nice to have yeah, marquee uh, inductees every year, I guess. So I, I kind of understand it, but. But at the same time, you do, you know, it's baffling that, like, the likes of Savage and that it took so long for him to get in there and and things. So um, it, it happens, unfortunately. But, yeah, I definitely think uh, Undertaker very, very well deserved. Vader, another one. Um, yeah. And, and who knows, like, who else is going to, um, you know, find their way in this year or in the future. So, yeah, definitely surprising, though, that Scott Steiner won. So can't wait to see what happens with yeah. that. Interesting stuff, man. So, Carl... The next one we've got, uh, I don't know if you remember this a little while back, but uh, Buff Bagwell, or is it Marcus is his actual name, mm-hmm. rather than calling him Buff. 
Um, he actually um, he cancelled a lot of upcoming appearances, and um, his reasoning was that he needed to get himself together. Um, and from that, it turns out he's actually uh, moving. He moved in, so it has moved in because the audience we've got proof of that uh, with Diamond Dallas Page, and will be taking part in the Change or Die docu series. Um, so basically, Diamond Dallas Page has added another person to his list of people he's helped. Uh, and the main update we've got on this one is uh, he, DDP actually posted a uh, bit of a, Inst- I want to say Instagram, may have been Twitter, I can't remember, um, with a picture of, uh, with good old Marcus, uh, and he's saying he's doing well, and it's time to hashtag change or die. So um, he's, he's following DDP's program in a very similar vein to Jake the Snake living with DDP. And... Um, Hopefully it goes just as well. And, you know, DDP is just an absolute legend and he totally understands what these people have been through in the careers and he's just trying to help as many people as he can. And it's so commendable. For someone who's been in the industry and through the industry and knows it like that, it's just so amazing that he's, he's looking to help out the guys who basically he he got to a, a he got to a place, didn't he, that a lot of people didn't get to and to, to help other people get there is just fucking brilliant. So yeah. um, just a great yeah. thing to see. He like it's. You can argue he's been one of the most influential people in the wrestling business. DDP. It's it's absolutely insane the amount of stuff he's done. He's been involved with, and you know the the literal lives that he's saved. Do you know what I mean? It's it's and not even crazy. the ones like because you got things like this where he saved lives, but then you hear of like people like uh, Drew McIntyre and AJ Styles and that following his programs mm-hmm. so that they don't sort of end up feeling totally beaten up and worn out at the end of it because it's not just i mean he obviously he helped jake with his demons and he's helping marcus with a lot of stuff so it's not just about the physical element but obviously ddp yoga fucking works yeah. and he's proved it works you know at, at the age of what 62 i want to say at the time might have even been 66 actually i could be wrong he um he had a match in aw DDP himself because DDP works (laughs) you know what I mean so um, the fact that the younger talents are following it now so that hopefully they can have longer and safer careers is just amazing so like you say nothing but impact on the business man definitely even like Jericho is um He's come out and given him a lot of praise, hasn't he? Saying that he wouldn't be able to still be going like he is today if he hadn't a, you know, yeah, because it turns out Jericho's been doing it for some time, hasn't he? As well, yeah, he, he was very against it as well. I believe he was like, "I'm not doing this fucking yoga shit," um, and he's he's like, "Yeah, he's a massive advocate of it now." So, yeah, the DDP is just mm-hmm. an absolute legend. I'm, I'm still honoured that he, you know, came on this show. Um, it's an absolute. Um, the fact we've got to talk to him is just awesome. Dream. Yeah. He's literally one of the the nicest dudes in the world, and yeah, the amount he's, he's given back to wrestlers and the wrestling business is just insane. So, wishing this um, guy is relentless. He, he certainly is. Yeah, wishing a uh, wishing Buff all the good stuff, um, and hopefully he's yeah he's uh, back to his best soon. Indeed, indeed. So the next piece of news, so Paige Van Zant is all elite, Anthony. She uh, signed the contract on Dynamite uh, this past week. Uh, obviously, she'd been making a number of appearances with the company for quite a while as part of this American Top Team angle. Uh, I believe it could have potentially led to something with Brandy, uh, but obviously her and Cody left. So it looks like it might be going down the um, kind of Sammy Guevara and Ty Conti kind of routes potentially. But um, 
So yeah, she's now all elite. Uh, but interestingly, it was noted by ESPN's Mark Raimondi that she's actually going to begin her wrestling training at the California-based wrestling school Coastal Championship Wrestling, which is, interestingly, operated by none other than Gangrel. Um, nice. So do you think it's... Is it interesting or strange that she wouldn't have gone to the Nightmare Factory? I mean, location I think, um, location could be a factor, because I think she is from Cali anyway. Yeah. So it might be that she didn't want to relocate or wanted to do something more local, but... Hmm. Yeah, no, I see what you're saying, but... Um, I don't know, I suppose it's just one of them, isn't it? Not everyone is going to the Nightmare Factory. Like, uh, you kind of expect it now with AEW, don't you? But it's... Uh, yeah, I, it probably is a location thing. It's nice to see some other places, to be honest. And, like, let's see who comes out of the class of Gangrel and how good they look. Indeed. Um, yeah, I'm, I actually think it's a really big win for AW to get um, Paige Van Zandt. I think she is... I've always thought she was going to be a star when I first saw her in UFC anyway. Um, and, obviously, she's gone on to get notoriety. She's done things like Dancing with the Stars and, um, you know, gained a bit of a, a following kind of... You know, commercially that way as well. But uh, interestingly, about this deal is even though she's all elite, she is still going to remain signed with the bare knuckle fighting championship. So she will still be um, doing some actual kind of bare knuckle boxing uh, as well. Uh, the crazy, crazy bitch that she is. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think I think it's a great, great acquisition. Um, it adds a you know a name outside the wrestling business that people will know. Um, but at the same time, is someone who clearly wants to give it a really good shot. So, yeah, uh, let's 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 see what happens. Obviously, if she's just starting a wrestling training now, like, are we still going to see her? And she's basically going to you know be told better learn quick, <laughs> get in there, kid. Or like, is she signed but not expecting to see her in the ring properly for like a year or so? Who knows? But um, yeah, all remains to be seen. And it does. And it does. So, Carl, my next one is a bit of an odd one, right? Because the headline is New Universe... No, no, you... It, yeah, it's just rambling. It's just incoherent <laughs> rambling. Right? My headline, Carl, is the potential of a new unified title being revealed. Mm-hmm. So this has come from, um, funnily enough, some exterior props or photo shoots of props for um, WrestleMania 38 in which they've shown like a giant WWE title that is somewhat different to either of the WWE titles. So it's led to the speculation. Is this what the new unified title is going to look like? Having a unification match? Could this be the case? Um, We don't know. It's speculative. We've got a picture. It's all good. (laughs) But the interesting thing, Carl, and the thing that kind of bugs me and and, uh, sort of what I want to talk about. So we have the possibility of that being revealed. I'm sure, Carl being the master editor that he is, is showing you what that title looks like right now. Unless you're listening and you're fucked. Um, (laughs) But the interesting thing for me is that we're also getting um, reports from, I want to say it's the Wrestling Observer News because I'm super good at citing sources. It was the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. There you go. Did it right. Uh, That because of the network deals, that it's unlikely that the unified title will be anything more than temporary Mm. because each network wants their own title. So each show needs its own title. So the suggestion is that, yeah, they're going to have this whole match and, uh, you know, maybe the case 
for a short term. But the chances are that Raw is going to once again have its own world title anyway, making another unified title fucking pointless. Yeah. And you feel, Carl? I mean, let's let's not forget that Chris Jericho unified that he was the first one to unify the titles seven hundred years ago, right? And I know the universe title is a new thing, so technically speaking, the WWE title is already a unified title. That they've not, that's that's basically three belts at this point, right? <laughs> but even so, are we going to unify them and have the unified champion and whatever this new one is, or are we going to separate them again for no reason? Are we going to bring them back the big gold? Let's bring back the big gold. They would definitely won't do that. I um. So, firstly, to, to answer your first point, um, it would it would be nice to have the current champion show up on Raw. Just just the thought, you know. Just because just Brock got a feud with Roman doesn't mean that he can't show up on Raw. I, love it. I think that's good storytelling straight away. Roman's like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do anything on Raw. Fuck them. <laughs> exactly. Um, so there's that aspect. But if obviously if you if you see the image, the proposed new design, if that's what it is, is it essentially looks just like the WWE title today, except instead of the red kind of stripe at the bottom, it's now a blue stripe. So I mean, it, potentially, and this might just be because of the prop. It does look a little less bedazzled, but that might be <laughs> because of the prop more than anything. Maybe, maybe. You know? um, but I'd say, like, maybe what they're going to do, and maybe this is just a massive spoiler, is they're just going to sack off the idea of a universal champion because it sounds shit, and, and they're just going to have shit, um, like the the raw world champion and the Smackdown world champion and the fact that it's blue I think what we're seeing here is that Roman's going to beat Brock that's the title he's going to get and he's going to remain on Smackdown and then Raw's going to get the Raw world champion and it's just going to be the belt that Brock had honestly it might make a little bit more sense if they did what they do with the women's titles because correct me if I'm wrong but the women's titles are literally just referred to as the Raw women's title and the Smackdown women's title right Mm mm-hmm and yet, you don't have men's titles. You have the Universal Champion and the World Champion. So, it might make a bit more sense if they're going to just, like, rejig it all to have the Raw Men's Champion and the Raw... No, and the SmackDown <laughs> Men's Champion. Yeah, which, which it's... You know, I think that's where they're going. I think by making that kind of stripe at the bottom blue, that's going to be the SmackDown title. And then the Raw one's going to look exactly the same, just but with the red, um, like, as it is today, yeah. essentially. So, yeah. Massive spoiler, WWE. I think you basically just told us that the Romans winning at WrestleMania. Nice one, WWE. Thanks. Yeah, I am. I am. I'm just gonna throw it out there again because I always throw it out there when we have these conversations. Just sack off the separate rosters. We can't because we've got networks involved now. Who gives a shit? No, because you've got like the USA network. Like, no, we want Riddick Moss. Only on our show and no other show. <laughs> but like that—that's what I don't get. So like, surely no one's going. We want exclusivity to talent. So therefore, it must be better for both networks to say, well, instead of you having half the roster and you having half the roster, we'll just have all the best talents on both shows. Sound. Everybody wins. I don't so. understand. Like because they can't for the life. So scouts tonight. <laughs> because I'm fucking fuming, mate. Sound of that. Scouts are infusing. Um, but yeah, like you can't say to me that. They know how to put a show on now with the talent they've got, you know, on uh, the separate brands. So at least if they were to merge the rosters. They know about storytelling. You know this. Nice little segue. Um, So 
yeah, Anty just threw that ball off, and I'm going to smash the shit out of it now. Like um, delicate game of volleyball. Creative visualisation as Eric Bischoff's face. Now, I don't even need to say nothing about that. I'm just going <laughs> to listen to you rant, because I, I, I remember putting this in, and... Um, You've moved where it is so that you could rant about it. I know what you've done here. I and I'm all yeah. for it. I'm here for this. Let's do yeah. it. Um, so, <laughs> who's ready? Story time here on the 8th of K Wrestling Show. Who's ready for the latest in Bischoff's bullshit takes? I know I am. <laughs> right? The, the BBT, if you will. <laughs> the BBT. Once again, Bischoff has criticised AEW. It's almost, Ooh. almost as if he really wanted a job there and was told no. And so now he's like... <laughs> Well, fuck you guys, I'm going to badmouth you every chance I get. It's almost like he's got a bit of an agenda there, right? But, right, it, it's a weird one with Bischoff because you can't, you can't say he hasn't done some good stuff back in WCW days. What you can say is he's a fucking massive one-trick pony and he needs to just pipe the fuck down, right? He's criticised <laughs> AEW because... Sit he's down, Bischoff. <laughs> he's now said... Right, the reason that AEW have plateaued, which I've got no facts to say that is actually a thing, but okay, um, is because they don't know how to tell a story, Anthony, apparently, um, which we'll come back to. Um, he said, <laughs> while there's elements of... Um, oh, no, sorry, th- th- this is my notes. So, while there's elements of what Bischoff is saying is true, obviously you need to have good stories and, and things oh, yeah. that fans can get invested in, obviously, right? It's it's this quote from Bischoff that really pisses me off, right? He basically, this is quote, you could take WWE's existing roster, bring it over to AEW, and nothing is going to happen. It's story. And first of all, you have to have a basic understanding of how to tell a story. And I don't see it. I see it in WWE, and I don't see it in AEW. You are fucking Where? blind then, aren't you? Because what the fuck are you on about? Let's, I am... let's, let's, let's humor him that there's no storytelling in AEW. Right, and let's entertain that for a sec. Where the fuck is he seeing it in WWE? Is he talking about the twenty four seven title scene? Like, I'd accept it more if he said no one's telling stories. Yeah, I could maybe live with that. But WWE, uh, you can see it there. Where? It it is. I'm so perplexed. It is a baffling statement. It's almost as if because he showed up recently on WWE TV that now he's like, oh, I'll say nice things about WWE now. Um, it he's full of shit, basically. Well, it's only a very petty thing, Carl, because I know he was just trying to have a jab. What bugs me about that that quote, right, is if you take the WWE roster and put it in AEW, nothing will happen. Like, well, doesn't that ruin your theory, Eric? Because shouldn't it get worse? Mm-hmm. Because WWE are good at storytelling, allegedly. Shouldn't it get worse if AEW had them? Apparently mm-hmm. nothing's going to happen. So, like, that to me, are uh, you saying they're equally shit? Uh, I don't think he knows what he's saying. It's it's the, it's the <laughs> that, ramblings. That's a petty thing for me, but even so, I'm like, they're, they're clearly more stories told in AEW. I don't give a shit what anyone says. Don't be wrong, WWE isn't completely devoid of it. I know we act like that at times. You know, the Roman Reigns stuff is fantastic. You know, what's happening with, as much as I had issue with it initially, Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch is a story that's being told. I was dubious that they were just going to screw Bianca Belair over and it was never going to happen again. But they are telling a story there. You know, there are elements of good storytelling, but few and far between. Mm. Few and far between. We've seen much more long-term and consistent stories in AEW since their inception. Yeah, Uh, a million percent. You know, Hangman Page has had arguably the longest story arc in 
wrestling in a long time. We we talked about it just earlier, Carl. We're hopefully going to see the culmination of Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker's story mm-hmm. this week. Exactly. You know, um, you know, stuff that like stuff that they do just makes sense and it is backed up with story of why it happened. Like, look at CM Punk and MJF. That was absolutely caked in story. With they had backstory, it had repercussions, it had absolutely everything. Um, so I'm 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 baffled by this. Like, you know, no shit, Bischoff. You know, to to sell a fucking good feud, you need story. Well, wow. You know, is this what all the years of being a fucking promoter has has told you? No shit, right? But maybe, you know, maybe he should have learned how to fucking tell a story. This is the guy who they signed Bret Hart and didn't know how the fuck to use him. The first thing they did is put him as a special guest referee in a match. He's fucking clueless, honestly. He he, he rode a fucking wave of luck with that NWO thing, um, which is probably backed mostly by Nash and Hall anyway, as opposed to his ideas. Um, and now he's there. Let's well, face it. I've been WWE for 83 it weeks. Shit. It's like, did you? Did, it was How many of your ideas beat? You know, it was the NWO basically beat WWE for 83 weeks. Um, what you managed was... Goldberg not losing a match, which isn't really storytelling, let's be honest. Exactly. Right? And then you even fucked up the finish of that, let's be honest. Exactly. So. Um, and it's, you know, the, the egomaniac had to insert himself into the NWO. You know, he was just a fucking commentator, wasn't he? And he's like, well, no, I'm going to be the mouthpiece for the NWO, even though they brought in Ted DiBiase <laughs> to do that fucking... They already had Ted DiBiase, <laughs> one of the best talkers in the game, and now they bring Bischoff in. Why? <laughs> like, anyway. Um, so, yeah, so... It's almost like, Eric, that you're a little bit bitter that AEW didn't want you, and so now you're going to talk shit about them. Um, this is annoying for us because we were big fans of Eric, and over the last few months, he just keeps putting takes out there that are just... This, this to me, is just designed to cause maybe listeners on his show and arguments because there's no way he truly believes that WWE is better when it comes to the storytelling. I've given WWE a lot of credit for a lot of things. Their production is unmatched. But you can't tell me their stories are no. better. I, I could even understand some Especially not like... Especially not today. Just not just now. Good. Not current stuff. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like current yeah. WWE product. I, no chance. I would live with people who are WWE fans because obviously we, we are slightly against a, lot of, a, a few different things there who are bigger WWE fans than you and me saying that it's just as good. But no one should be able to say that it's fucking better because the storytelling is not fucking better. No. There's like there's barely a, barely any stories happening in WWE at the moment. You know, my, my, my whole gripe... Card, <laughs> What's happening with the mid-card? Exactly. Like, my whole gripe with WWE in, in the, the This Week in Wrestling that we just did is the whole WrestleMania build is people just saying, oh, I, need, I guess I need to find an opponent if I want to be on the card. How's that storytelling? That's the, com- that's, the, that's the complete opposite of telling a story. That's why well, we've got no story, so let's just pair people up at WrestleMania, for fuck's yeah. sake. So, yeah. Another bullshit take from Bischoff. <laughs> Join us, I'm sure, again very soon for another episode of Bischoff's Bullshit Takes. Um, <laughs> um, so the next one, Carl. Apparently... Um, have they given any names? I don't think they've given any names. So you may know the the Briscoes, Carl. Mm. Yeah, Mark and Jay. For those who don't know them, uh, so obviously ever since uh, Ring of Honor went on hiatus, and we now have a better idea what's happened with Ring of Honor. But uh, ever since they originally went on hiatus, a lot of people were speculating the Briscoes 
you know, they are going to be, if they go into AEW, it's going to happen, you know. And to be fair, these guys are talented as fuck. Um, you had people like um, sort of FTR, I think, have hinted towards it. You know, these guys are, um, well, they, are, they, are they currently the AAA World Tag Champions or they were quite recently, last time I was aware? Um, they're very talented guys and it just seems to make sense that at some point someone's going to pick them up. And heavily suggested in AEW, it just made sense. However, um, Frightful Select have actually reported that um, a person of influence at Warner Media, so they didn't give any names, uh, they didn't want Mark Briscoe and Jay Briscoe to sign with AEW. And allegedly, this is mainly due to Jay's homophobic tweets from 2013. So it would seem that um, there's a bit of pushback on them being signed. So I don't know if necessarily things are going to change now with the the wholesale of Ring of Honor. I actually, we don't have enough detail about what's going on with Ring of Honor. Are they going to become a Warner Media product? We don't actually know just yet. Um, so... I don't know what the involvement's going to be or how it's, how much it's going to cross over AEW or anything along that line. But by all accounts, we might not see the, the Briscoes in AEW anytime soon. Which, and you know what, this might not be a very good um, take. And I get that some people will be annoyed with them. But um, he made some homophobic comments. Oh, fucking hell. Words, Carl. Words escape me. He made some homophobic comments in 2013. He also apologised for those comments. Now, I'm not saying... That's all done and dusted. He's no longer a homophobe. Like, because, you know, we live in a world where some people make fucking... People can learn from things, right? And I'm trying to... I'm not trying to take a side because at the same time, I don't think I would have made those sort of comments anyway. But that doesn't mean that people can't learn. Like, people who would make those comments can't learn. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, So you go, well, this is something that was nearly 10 years ago. Should that stop them? You know what I mean? Uh, and we see this so much in, in media today. We see a lot of people getting cancelled because of stuff they said way back when. So I suppose the thing that uh, I'd ask you, Carl, is do you think it's merited that they shouldn't be signed to AEW or given a chance with AEW for saying some asinine, stupid shit many moons ago? Um, No, to be honest. I think, you know, I, I can't really say, say it much better than what you've said yourself. Like, there's been a lot of examples now where there's been... You know, old tweets, old comments, unearthed um, in today's, you know, environments uh, that, you know, people have obviously gone on to regret. Like, you know, look look at Sammy Guevara. He said stuff about like um, Sasha Banks and all that, didn't he? Do you remember? Um, and obviously, he had to undergo yeah, some yeah. sensitivity training, things like that. You know, he's still the TNT champion now, things like that. You know, it's it's almost like I don't know. People are quick to forget after there's been some kind of level of punishment like you know what I mean I don't know what the like what's acceptable like you know to to make it okay to bring them in but at the end of the day as long as they still don't hold them views now and they're not like we we always say in the show don't we don't be a cunt at the end of the day if they if they it's are just simple as that. it's if they are just horrible people with horrible things to say about people um then why would you want them in your company anyway? If they're not like that and they said something without thinking in the past where they've gone fucking hell I can't believe I said that what an idiot I was, I'm not even like that anymore, then, okay, let's, you know, I don't see what the problem is, but, um, yeah, it's it's ultimately, you know, you, you, you've got to judge on a person's character at the time of signing, haven't you? So, unless, you know, if, if they're there now saying fucking homophobic tweets every week, then, no, like, they certainly don't belong in that, you know, in, yeah. in the environment, and the culture, why would you want them as part of your roster? But, 
if it's from something they've done 10 years ago, they've apologised for, don't hold them views, then I don't know. I, um, I, I wouldn't see that as a barrier, personally, but yeah, we will uh, We will see. I mean, they can't... Um, these people who make these comments on social media, they can't all go and join EC3 and Braun Strowman. <laughs> Control their narrative, damn. Um, I kid, of course, I kid. Yeah. But no, I think, I mean, obviously... It's coming from a network exec in it, so maybe they're just, you know, worried about getting some pressure from people who aren't happy with it, and obviously what that means for the network stuff like that. So, you know, it's obviously. I, I hate that, like, what social justice has become a business decision now, though. Yeah. It's like, I get it if if people are upset and rightly so with some comments that they've made, but the decision by a company shouldn't be how much like I don't even think it's a very moral decision is it because they're going how much backlash would we get and Mm -hmm. maybe we should avoid that that isn't showing that they care that's showing that they don't want trouble which is not the same thing so they're not doing it out of any moral reason which is shit isn't it really yeah exactly I think um, yeah I I don't think a lot of decisions like especially at that kind of level are based on morals it's ultimately based on you know ad revenue sponsors is it going to what what are the repercussions going to be for the network essentially? Yeah. So because behind it all, Carl, there's still cunts making money. Yes, there is. The fucking line of it. Yes, there is. Um, you can please go to our Patreon. <laughs> I kid, I kid. Uh, can you imagine you if we had, had a Patreon? Patreon? Can you imagine if we had a Patreon? <laughs> why why we why why would you guys want to pay to listen to extra shows of us chatting? Shite, that's what I wonder. Um, you can have it for <laughs> you can free. Get enough of that for free. Exactly, <laughs> and it's not even <laughs> worth that. We should pay you. Um, <laughs> I don't start that. <laughs> oh no! What have I done? Um, I put a clause in this at the end, uh, but no. Um, it's it's a strange one, isn't it? So I think, who knows what's going to happen with them? I've I've not seen loads of their work. To be fair, I know that they are kind of uh, classed as a really top tag team. I know, especially if the likes of FTR and that want to work with them, then you know they've got to be half decent, haven't they? Let's be fair. So I've only seen them a handful of times, but. You know, I mean, we were never Ring of Honor guys, so we're not going to know a, a great deal. Exactly, of it, and to be fair, I've seen them in uh, GCW. I've never even seen them in Ring of Honor, so I think mm. you know AW's tag team division is already quite stacked. So if it doesn't happen, I don't think it's going to be the end of the world. But if they manage no, to get them, you know, they've just added the Hardys, for example. So it's like that's it's another tag team now. So um, yeah, that's we, true. That's true. It's only because even the likes of FTR haven't exactly had a lot of time there, and you know, um, proud and powerful and people like that. So uh, there's a lot of other tag teams to kind of put some shine on, I would say. But if they come over, then I'm sure they can make a, a good thing out of it. So we will see. Mm-hmm. And so the last thing to talk about the, uh, the... Cody Rhodes. <laughs> Go on. Oh, a... I don't know what I don't know what to do with it. You, you fucking calling me on it now, Carl. I can't <laughs> think of a good rhyme. All right. <laughs> Boo! <laughs> Throw your virtual tomatoes at Anthony. Just one dollar a piece in Bitcoin, <laughs> NFTs, or something. Words I don't understand. Um, you should definitely become NFTs. <laughs> what natural fucking tools? Um, uh, like nuanced fun time. Do you want a nuanced fun time? Buy our NFTs or not? Have you seen... I mean, we probably should have put this in the news, actually, but while we're talking about it, have you seen WWE have just launched um, Moonsault, the NFT? Oh, for fuck's sake. 
why is everyone jumping on the NFT train? Is it's like it's like they've gone well trading because I don't know enough about it, so this could be a totally fucking bullshit take. Apologies, right? But it's like they've gone like ah, the stock market is way too complicated. Let's do it in pretty pictures instead. It's exactly. like NFTs like the Instagram of fucking stocks because you buy something and then it, the value might drop and you're not fucking sure why because you didn't look yeah. into it properly. But everyone else is buying pictures. Do you want to own this digital asset for one million dollars? Nope. I'll just right click save as. Thanks. It's a big. It's a bigger con than the entire fucking art industry. <laughs> like to go. Oh, you own this thing that we've decided is so fucking valuable. Bullshit. What the bullshit? <laughs> fucking NFTs. Wow. Um, okay. I think I think we can explore that at some point. Anthony, <laughs> Anthony hates art. Go I fuck. Hate art. Go fuck yourself, Banksy. I hate. Um, I don't hate art, right? I hate when someone gets a can of soup, puts it on an IKEA shelf, and everyone goes, oh, "Revolutionary!" <laughs> it's bullshit. Oh, okay. We need to do an episode just about this. I'm. I can't wait for that. Um, anyway, so this this is the kind of. Um, you know, craziness that uh, Cody Rhodes brings us, Anthony, because once again, Willie, won't he? Where the fuck is he? Who knows? <laughs> I love it. Um, like, Cody's at home, like, just spending time with his family and hasn't said a fucking word. <laughs> and I love it. <laughs> and everyone's there going, he's there tonight. He's there. Oh, well, okay, not tonight, but he's definitely he's going to be at Jacksonville. Oh, okay, well, he's not in Jacksonville. He's, de- he's going to be there at WrestleMania. Um, Willie? Do people even know? I mean, we're like, going off... We're going off Uncle Dave, Anthony, again, uh, because on the latest episode of the Wrestling Observer Radio, um, he basically said, well, his definitive statement on the matter is, Cody Rhodes is wrestling Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. The company may not do anything to hype it in advance. He's coming. I mean, that's it. He's wrestling Seth at WrestleMania. Unless something changes, I sure watched uh, this and not thinking that anything's changing. How they do it, I think they may have, uh, end up doing the Hardys thing where, you know, they're coming and then they don't announce it and then they just show up the day of the show. They may be doing that one. That's uh, Dave's stance on it. I, but, um, have we ever had a WrestleMania where someone comes out because they haven't got a match and someone, surprise, walks out? I don't think we've... Like, has WrestleMania ever been that unplanned? Correct me. I don't know if I'm, I'm right on that, Carl, but I don't recall... There's no way someone comes out looking for a fucking fight. The closest I can think of in recent times is when Braun Strowman needed to find a tag team partner, so he handpicked a kid from the audience. Was that Mania? That was a Mania, though. Um, It's crazy. That was a Mania moment for sure. It certainly was. Um, So that's that's the closest I can... What I I love about Dave is he doesn't ever have to take ownership of his just made-up facts, does he? He's like... (laughs) This is what they're saying. This is the, this is definitely going to happen. This is what my sources tell me. And then when it doesn't happen, you go, well, my sources told me that there'd been some last-minute changes. Yeah, okay, Dave. Whatever. That's it. Plans change. They do. And yeah. when we know there's a history of like Vince ripping up a script, you could believe that as well. But what I believe is nobody fucking knows. This is the reality of it. Like yeah. all this information he's getting, I I personally don't think he's gonna be there at WrestleMania, and I I will stress think because I don't fucking know. But how? Sh- Let's be honest, right? Other than the fact that it'd be a surprise, and Cody was in AEW, and it get a pop, it's like oh, the AEW guy has come to W. Oh my god! Right? Other than that bullshit, right? Are you even interested in a match between Cody and Seth that has absolutely no real story behind it? Don't be wrong, they're both talented guys, and it'd be a good match. But what would be the purpose? 
I mean, it's so ironic that we just covered Eric Bischoff talking about <laughs> how Dudu knows how it to is. build a story. And we're, we're going, <laughs> we're now having a discussion around whether or not it makes any sense to have Seth Rollins versus Cody Rhodes without any story at WrestleMania. Okay, Eric. Um, Under this no, new Dave it, it date, of, it's going to be a surprise at Mania. Why Seth? Yeah, that that's the thing that makes me think it is going to happen, is the fact that Seth still doesn't have any plans at WrestleMania, and you can't not have something planned for Seth. So if it isn't Cody, it's going to be Elias or someone, but essentially Cody's going to... It could be Veer. He's coming to Raw. Maybe he's coming to WrestleMania. Who knows? Is, right? Unless... They, this is where... If WWE genuinely haven't got Cody, right? This is where they they need to set something up before Mania. If they leave it... If they leave Seth's opponent at Mania a surprise and it ends up being Veer Mahan or it ends up being um, like Elias or someone like that, where it would have normally gone a... Oh, yeah, that's, that's cool. People are going to be just pissed off because they've all decided it's Cody. Yeah. If it's not Cody, they need to make that clear before Mania. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, there's just no narrative. They need to control the narrative, Anthony, if you will. Um, because I can't see <laughs> I can't see how this is going to work, right? Because, right, say, say nothing happens between now and Mania. Seth's going to walk out at WrestleMania and be like, I'm not on, I'm not on the WrestleMania card. And yet somehow there's time dedicated to you coming out here and cutting this promo and asking for a match. Anyway, an unexpected match out of nowhere. Um, you know, yeah. because because obviously he's not on the card because obviously there's if there's no match for him, then there's obviously no time factored in, so he can't appear at the show except when he walks out and has a match out of nowhere with all the time that they've got. Um, right, so he's going to come yeah. out and, and what's he going to say? I can't believe I didn't get a match at WrestleMania, and then it's going to be I am here. Why, God knows. Like, I, he <laughs> Look comes over out. there, it's Cody Rhodes. <laughs> oh, there he is. And it's like, well, okay, it, it's Cody Rhodes. What's he doing here? He's here to have a match with Seth. He's beat Seth. Plus, he's um, he's okay. not really the master of surprise, Cody, is he? Because he won't even be like, a trend. It'll be like, wrestling has more than one royal family. they five minutes of... It's like, wonder who this is going to be. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Smoke everywhere. It's, like, oh, it's probably Cody, you know. It'll probably be, wow, Tony Smoke Memories. You know, because that was such a good song. Um, that That's why he is not there yet. He's trying to grow his moustache back. <laughs> I think. Like, but, um, he sat there at home looking at the Stardust outfit, the plastic mask, or the moustache, and he's like, I just don't know what one to do. <laughs> People are expecting a throwback. I need to give him a throwback. He just comes out doing all of them. <laughs> that, that, that might actually work. It's like it's full, like I'm all, like all a the painted plastic mask. So you've got the Stardust thing painted on the mask, and he's got a tash. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, but then they'll also be like, "You've got to cover that horrendous neck tattoo up." So we're just going to go full Stardust makeup. <laughs> um, never going to show that. But no, it's um, I can't, I can't see it not being now because I think if if Seth was going to do something else like because to your point if it's not Cody it's going to be a disappointment and they've not you know set anything up for him so we still have time for a setup I mean they only set up uh, KO this week with Austin didn't they so true but I mean like if it isn't if it isn't Cody who's it going to be unless they put him he goes to Smackdown and challenges for the Intercontinental title or something in which case alright but if it isn't if it is Cody who gives a shit yeah like other than it being a shock that it's Cody, 
what relevance does it have to Seth's current career? Did he even really have any sort of rivalry or interaction at all ever in the past? No, no. Um, nothing. So, yeah, it, it means nothing. So but What we've got, when you take the Cody surprise out of it, what we've got is two guys who both want to be at Mania and don't have a match. Yeah, which is like the majority of matches at Mania, which it'll be like. Actually, if, yeah, if, if, if it's not Cody Rhodes, then that's what is other... That's how he gets there anyway, because he's still going to be, I'm the guy without a match, so I'll challenge you, Ricochet, because I've not got a match at Mania, or I've not got a match, so I'll challenge you, Michael Cole. Like, <laughs> Ricochet <laughs> holds the title and probably doesn't have a match at Mania anyway. <laughs> well, exactly. Um, so yeah, I I, I don't know. Um, the sad part is, it's been going on, and it's not WWE's fault, but it's been going on that long now, in terms of when the first reports came out, that I kind of don't care. <laughs> Do you know what I mean like all all the potential excitement? Like if he would just would have gone, oh my god, you know, at, at the point it was white hot. Like oh my god, Cody Rhodes isn't with AEW. What the fuck? Wasn't expecting that. If he rocked up at, at Raw the next night, holy shit! Like you know, strike while the iron's hot, right? Now it's like, oh fuck it. If he shows up there, and if he doesn't, he goes to Ring of Honor. Okay, I I can't, don't care anymore because it's, it's gone on that long. It's just the excitement's gone. Yeah, that's a fair point. It's a fair point. I just, as well, he seems to still be tied in, not to be speculative, because obviously many a thing can change in the matter, but he seems to be tied into Warner Media still with his Go Big Show and his Roads to the Top and stuff like that. So you go, well, is he really going to help a rival network? Would they be cool with that? Like, I know it's not a contract thing, but could they go? We'd rather you don't go to WWE. Um, I don't know how much freedom he's got in that sense. I'm sure, I'm sure that's It's just like, um, I don't know, an actor being on two different shows or like something like that isn't it like I don't think when you sign up for a show they go well you can't be on any other TV show on any other network yeah I think thing. I suppose the difference is like more the fact that they then the Warner Media have a rival promotion so why would you want him to help with that you know hmm yeah, that's true. I mean, it it would definitely. Said, it's it's not like he can stop Snoop Dogg from going to WWE if he wants, and he's yeah. on the Go Big Show. So you know, it it doesn't. It kind I of mean, to be fair though, though well, it it does and it doesn't because where it gets sticky is Rose to the top because what happens with that? Because they're not going to cover yeah, him debuting in WWE. <laughs> like just you know, episodes and episodes of Cody's gone out. Yeah, <laughs> back soon. <laughs> so it's like you know what when you get into them kind of specifics then yeah maybe unless they've already filmed all the the stuff they, they needed for the second series and then they're just not going to continue like renew it i don't know but um like they're not going to show WWE stuff on that surely so or Rose to the who top knows comes in network exclusive yeah that's what you're saying yeah maybe along with um, a shot of brandy yeah um yeah maybe but interesting so will he show up I don't know. I don't really care. <laughs> really? Um, we'll see. Um, I mean, WrestleMania itself isn't looking great, is it? Let's be honest. It's not shaping up to be fantastic. Uh, it was great a couple of years ago when we had it. Yeah. The exact same matches. Yeah. yeah. But hey, so that was another episode of the Ringside Report. Yeah, it um, was. Yeah, some very sad news, obviously, this week. So, again, uh, condolences to uh, the family of Scott Hall um, and, obviously, speedy recovery for Big E. Um, and, yeah, we will catch you on the flip side. But before we go, um, we are going to leave you with this little uh Do you like plug. wrestling? Do you like conventions? Why not do both? What? You can do that? Yes, you can. you can. 
and we're going to tell you how. So until next time, bye. For Love of Wrestling, Europe's largest wrestling convention, returns to the Exhibition Centre in Liverpool on the 23rd and 24th of April. Guests this year include Diva of the Decade, Trish Stratus, The Wrestling God, JBL, The Dudley Boys, Tori Wilson, and just announced MJF from AEW. We will also be doing a Wyatt family reunion as we welcome Eric Rowan, the man formerly known as Braun Strowman, and indeed, the fiend, Bray Wyatt. Also just announced is the man, the legend, the icon, Sting. And of course, your Olympic gold medalist, Kurt Angle. This and many, many, many more guests, as well as prop builds, Q&As with all of the wrestlers, and some of the biggest wrestling collections in the world on display from our exhibitors. Get your tickets at forloverwrestling.co.uk or search Facebook or Twitter for For the Love of Wrestling. For the Love of Wrestling, Europe's biggest wrestling convention, returns to Liverpool the 23rd and the 24th of April. This is Griff Garrison, and you're listening to A to the K. 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 A to the K.